0: Hey 49er fans, it's 49ers fangirl Tracy here as always with So Kelly Steph. Hi Steph.
1: Hi Tracy, how are you?
0: I'm good, how are you?
1: Doing well, I'm a little bit better than I have been in the weeks past just because the game was pretty good.
0: The game <laughs> was pretty good. I mean, I know Chip Kelly had said yesterday they're not giving out participation trophies, you know, there are no moral victories in the NFL, but I mean, it was at least fun to watch them. And they look like a different team, which was at the very least encouraging.
1: Yeah, 100%. They, you know, came out there and fought. And it's something that I haven't seen in quite a while. And, you know, on both sides of the ball, like I, I, you could obviously see that, you know, the 49ers have been hit hard with a lot of injuries and, you know, different people have been out for different reasons. But it seemed like they were just more cohesive and it was just good to see them go out there and, You know, make some plays.
0: It really was. It's interesting. You mentioned the injuries. This was a game that where Navarro Bowman really would have made a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, In the past past few weeks, when they've just gotten blown out, it's unclear how much of a difference he could have made. Um, But yesterday, he would have made such a difference. Um, So, but I do think that's encouraging because the other players did play well and. If they're playing to a point that Navarro-Bowman would be the difference, then at least next season doesn't look as bleak as it as it has. And hopefully, of course, there'll be quite a few changes in the offseason. But nonetheless, you can see some things kind of coming together. Um, the run defense was night and day. Yeah. I mean, absolutely night and day. I figured David Johnson was going to rush for like 350 yards yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> a record. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I was going to just be like a massacre, but um it really wasn't. And like you said they fought on the road and they really had fight in them because those I mean it was almost the opposite as it has been. Those that first quarter and a half or first quarter, you were like, "Oh my god, this team is just a disaster." And then they got it together and they they fought back. It was fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a three-point game, too, that they lost, and, you know, it was, it was a bummer, you know, of course, you kind of got to that point again where you're like, they could win this, and that's a feeling I haven't had as a fan in a long time, <laughs> so I was like, wow, you know, and I think that, you know, Kaepernick, you know, they, they, he wasn't as, you know, amazing as we have seen in the past, but, you know, he put together a solid performance, and he opt. He like offered a glimpse of that old Kaepernick, you know, mm-hmm. the ability to extend the play, the fact that you know, you could, you always knew even if you were third, you know, down that you that he might be able to do something, and that's the feeling that I like about Kaepernick and why I liked him going in um, before our whole controversy, you know, is that I always felt like he could. He could make something happen, you know? And I didn't always feel that with Alex Smith.
0: I I totally agree. I mean, when he scored that touchdown, he ran that, and I was celebrating like it was Super Bowl <laughs> forty-seven, and they'd won. Um, but it was just so – it was good to see. And I think this is his second solid, solid start in a row. We've seen um, improvement week after week. You could see he's comfortable in the offense. You could see he's confident again. Um, yeah. He just seems like a different person all around. So that is, an, you know, a very interesting one to watch because, as we all know, at the end of this season, they can say goodbye and he can say goodbye. Um, but it'd be interesting, you know, if he continues to play well and they do string together, even if they end up going four and twelve, five and eleven and the, which they probably won't but let's pretend they do and okay. he plays so he plays so he plays well enough or even you know what, honestly even 4 and 12 or 3 and 13 he plays well just well enough to take them out of the running for the number 1 draft pick
1: probably yeah
0: and then does that mean then what does that mean for quarterback i mean it's, it's an interesting Conundrum. I am not a fan that can root for them to lose for the number one draft pick. I mean, I get at this point the season's a lost cause, but on Sunday when a push comes to shove and the game starts, I still want my team to win. Um, But it's an interesting conundrum, you know, and then what happens. So, you know, we'll see. It should be um, fun to watch. But it's just fun to see him do well again, and it just makes it more exciting. It makes it more interesting to watch the games.
1: Yeah, 100%. And it was good because, you know, He had, you know, he seemed, Kaepernick seemed more comfortable throwing from the pocket Sunday than he has in a long time. And he was also dynamic with his run game and he led the rushers, you know, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. But the best part about Kaepernick was he had no turnovers to me. And that was huge because that killed a lot of, uh, you know, we talk about momentum changers where everybody just seems like defeated, no turnovers. So I think it was like a big statement for him to come out and feel more comfortable and I think that that's what he did and I think he did it well and it was good.
0: He's certainly showing other teams um as he's auditioning for whoever he's going to play for next year whether it be the 49ers or someone else probably not the 49ers but he's certainly giving a good audition and showing I still it's still here so give me a shot um so that'll be interesting um you mentioned the run game. Other than Kaepernick, it was pretty non-existent for the 49ers. I wonder if Carlos Hyde truly was ready to play. Um, Dewan Harris couldn't really get anything going either, but that was it was really non-existent. So they have a, a big game coming up Sunday, and that will um, make a big difference. Not that they're going to win on Sunday, except that you know the thing is they will win a game that they shouldn't win. Um, this is probably not going to be this one, but they will win a game um, that they shouldn't shouldn't win. But speaking of that, that game coming up, and we have, I want to talk a little about the defense and the secondary yesterday, which I thought was massively improved. And I noticed you tweeted something very interesting, so I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, David at Niners Nation had tweeted that he really liked uh, Jimmy Ward, and that Jimmy Ward was good. I actually, I tweeted something similar, and you responded to David, or to Niners Nation, and said that he's doing his job, and you won't praise him until he does gives you a reason to do so. And I wanted to talk about that because I think that's a really interesting point. Is it that they've been playing so terribly that now they do their job and we're like, you're amazing, look at you! Or is Jimmy Ward coming in to his own a little bit more?
1: Uh, you know, he's just, to me, he looks average. He's an average player at this point. And I know he, he can have like some good moments, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm happy. But I feel like He's supposed to do that. He's supposed to knock that ball. That is his job. Is to make sure that that ball is not caught. And if it is caught, that that player goes down. That's his job. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, why is everybody getting so like, you know? Oh, well, he made a play. Well, he's that's his whole job. That's why he's there and playing that position is to make sure that that ball is not caught. So. You know, I'm glad he breaks up some passes, and I think he's doing well, but I don't think – I mean, yeah, he's fun to watch and everything, but I just – I don't know. I think everybody's just a little bit um, so used to, like – what is the word? Just mediocre? Yeah. That we get all excited when they make, like, a big play like that, or a play.
0: Well, I think with this team right now, that is um, definitely the case. When they make a play – it is a big deal because we really haven't seen them do that. And especially on defense, we've seen them get burned. I mean, putting the run defense aside, even though the past defense hasn't been that bad, we've still seen them get burned and badly on a number, in a number of games, on a number of weeks. So um, I think that is why everybody got so excited. I think also with Jimmy Ward, when we do see him make plays, there's a lot of excitement over that. Because I think we've all been waiting for the last couple of years for Jimmy Ward to break out, to have that, Jimmy Wardness that we're all expecting of him, and hopefully it's actually there. It's not a something that's just in our heads. Um, and I think that's kind of what it's... Uh, I think that's part of also what it's about, that we see him make plays and we think, okay. And I think in fairness to Jimmy Ward, unfortunately that 2014 game against the Bears really sticks in people's heads. Um, so I think everything gets compared to that, which isn't really necessarily fair because that was one game and it was his rookie season, I believe.
1: Yeah, um, and I think that's where I'm at at this point because, you know, everybody expects, you know, the rookies to come in pretty cold. They're, they're all green. They've not had a snap in the NFL, and we expect rookies to do it. And he, as high of a pick as he was at this juncture, he needs to be a star, you know? Mm-hmm. I think he needs to be a true leader and really, I mean, be a shut down. You know, corner where you know whatever if he's playing nickel, but like he needs to do his job on every play. He just, I don't know. I just, I just expect more, and I think we. We, as fans, can say, "Okay, he's such a high pick," and then we talk ourselves into lacking him. And I don't think, and I'm kind of out of that now. Now I'm being more like pessimistic about it because I'm really looking at them as if I was looking at any other team. Because I really, I'm really looking at the rebuild here. I'm thinking, who's staying? Who's going? Who can we build upon? Who can, you know? And to me, his play has shown just about average. I mean, I don't think that if his contract came up next year, they'd be knocking down the doors for him. I mean, sure, he is young, he's young, he has potential. But, um, I, I, you know, there's other, there's other young players in the league that are making the plays, are, you know, are that, you know, star
0: player. Well, and I think you've kind of hit upon it with the defense generally. You have a lot of these quote-unquote young players who we keep expecting to break out. And some of them are very young. I mean, there are rookies. Obviously, there are a number of rookies in this defense. But um, I think especially in the secondary, we have quite a few players who were high draft picks who we keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And, um, and some of them weren't high draft picks. Some of them, it just yeah. there just seems to be a plethora in the secondary, but it seems to be kind of a plethora of mediocrity. Yeah. Um, so I think that's also frustrating. But I, I, by the other side, I can see why people, including myself, got excited yesterday. And that just probably is because we were so starved for them to do their though. jobs. Um, and that's a, a big part of it. So this week, um, I want to talk a little about the game, and then I want to talk about some comments Trump Bocchi made yesterday. But um, this week, Patriots come to town that well, I don't think will end well for the 49ers because I think the Cardinals it was it could have been a, a bloodbath but the Cardinals have struggled this season mm-hmm. um, so it was a really but I think it was a great game for the 49ers to get cohesive to start to make some plays to actually play well to fight it was a really good game for that I wish they weren't playing the Patriots this weekend because it would I'd hate I'd like to them to be building on it a little more but the Patriots come to town so that's gonna be um, I think that's going to be a little bit rough. Yeah, um, it's going to be
1: rough. It's You know, the Patriots are 7-2, and two, I guess, you know, so it's like yeah. I'm not, you know.
0: And they lost to the know. Seahawks, but the 49ers are not the Seahawks. Um, right. And uh, whew, it's going to be rough. But listen, I, what I would hope for this week is that they do build upon yesterday. They don't, the Patriots, if they have a weakness, It is on defense. They are by no means a weak defense, so I'm not suggesting that at all. Uh, But some of their holes were really shown yesterday. Seattle was able to capitalize on a lot of those. And again, the 49ers are not Seattle. But if Kaepernick can continue this um, rise upward, um, which I guess is the only way to rise, but if Kaepernick can continue this rise and potentially score some points, if the defense can be Decent. Patriots don't have an outstanding run game, so if they can build upon the strong run defense from yesterday, even if it's rough, I'd just like to see them be able to build upon those things and and be somewhat competitive in this game. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I you know I I think they're gonna lose. I think. That they're oh, they're probably, definitely gonna lose. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Lose against Miami. I think uh, they could win against Miami. I think. I think. Uh, the Bears are a best
0: shot. <laughs> okay. I think the Bears and the Jets are the best shot at wins. But then, of course, you know, you, it is a struggle. And I wonder how you feel about this as a fan because I, I can't, like I said earlier, I can't sit down on Sunday and be like, all right, guys, let's lose this for a high draft pick. But by the same token, if you're going to go 3-13, and 13, why don't you just go 1-15 and 15 and get the number one draft pick? Yeah, if you yeah, can. I see that. Yeah, you can't. Do,
1: but, like, I just, I, I'm with you. I mean, 100%, I want them to win. But I think that if, all these kids are getting time out there. I mean, time playing and they're learning and every mistake they make every, every snap or miss tackle or, you know, whatever they're learning. And I'm down for that. You know, I really think that there's something to be said for this season, even though it's a loss as far as, you know, we're not going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> surprise, surprise, <No. laughs> but, um, But at least they're out there learning and they're getting real-time experience. I mean, a lot of these kids, you know, that, you know, don't get that. I mean, and they wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if Navarro Bowman was still in there. And they wouldn't have got all the opportunities that, you know, if, you know, things, the injuries and all that stuff. So I think that, you know, it could be good. It could be good to see him out there. I mean, if they're giving, you know... If they're giving the offense a chance to win, I think that the defense is is really, in a sense, doing its job. So I think they did pretty well.
0: Yes, they did, and so Sunday will be what it will be. It'll be it'll be rough. I mean, there. I have to say, like a week ago, I thought they should cancel Sunday's game because the only thing that could happen is someone would get hurt. But now I at least feel like they'll play. So so we'll see. There's that. Um, so right. Balky said yesterday to blame him and not ownership. I know you tweeted about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was It's an interesting play. You know I wonder what came first. Did Balky think does Balky think I'm on the hot seat, so maybe I should try this? Did ownership say you're on the hot seat, so why don't you go out and get you put the blame on yourself? Um, or is he just being totally honest? Blame him and not ownership? Either way, will this be enough to keep him another season? I would imagine. I mean, I just feel like there's going to be a fan revolt if they don't fire Balky. And I, you hate to see someone lose their job, but I'm not concerned Trent Balky get, would get another job. But I feel like there'll be a fan revolt. But is this, is this the Yorks and Balky's way of saying he's not going anywhere, get used to it?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I have a lot of thoughts on it, and I, you know, who knows if I'm right. But, um, you know, the Yorks absolutely adore Trent Falky. He—they've continued to move him up through the ranks. So as a scout, they think he is the most talented player evaluator there is in the game. Um, and they're a close-knit family, and they don't like the outsiders. You know, and um. Uh, I do think that they stood 100 percent behind him when this whole Harbaugh and he, he got into that, you know, standoff. And, you know, they kind of picked sides and they showed their loyal, loyalty to Trent. And there was a question, and I, I remember after they, when they hired um uh Tom Sula, there was a question saying, well, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't hold up championship flags and, you know, we're not a team that could go 8-8, eight and eight, you know. I want to be competing for the Super Bowl every year and all that stuff. And uh, somebody actually said, "Well, Trent has been here for the eight and eight season, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's holding up NC, you know championship flags, conference flags. And why isn't he gone too? I mean, if that's the standard, you know." Mm-hmm. And. You know, they were like, well, he has the same same expectations for him that I do, you know, with Hardball. And it doesn't seem like that's been, like, true to, you know, true at this point, you know. And, um, you know, he said he was going to hold himself accountable. But I honestly think he still thinks Trent's doing a great job. It's just he's able to convince himself that, um it's been a talent, you know, he gave Harbaugh the talent to win. So I think, I think they're, they really think that it's a job like of coaching deficits. It's not necessarily talent.
0: Which is just unbelievable. Um, but I think, I think you may very well be right about that. But it's just, when you watch the team on the field, the pro- you know, the problem with games like yesterday, you <laughs> just say this, is that I think those kind of games cause ownership to say see it's there
1: uh see we could do it we could do it if
0: Bowman wasn't injured if maybe mm-hmm. if uh well maybe you know, Chris Harper that was his first game if he hadn't dropped that pass that we you know oh if there weren't 100 yards and penalties that's just coaching mm-hmm. you it's easy now granted if you were to look at the previous seven games then you couldn't possibly say that but um I think that is kind of the problem with games like yesterday a little bit yeah. It, it I think you, if you want to convince yourself, you can convince yourself. Of and anything. I think
1: they have a, a way of convincing themselves. Now, I'm not saying because I at first did not see how anybody can survive this, and that's including Chip Kelly. Like I just didn't see how <laughs> like, yeah. anybody could. I'm not, I'm talking like execs, any exec, anybody. Like there could be they're great people, you know, but this is going to require a big shakeup. That just seems to me like what needs to happen. And um, anyway, I think that they kind of started that, you know, last season a little bit. And, of course, Tom Sula went. And I think if they still believe that Chip is their guy, I think they stick with Trent as well. I mean, I just don't see how they – you know, go into a blind, I think they'll give them both one more season. And I think it's just the idea that he's loyal, you know, he's willing to take the bullet for the team. And I think that ownership finds that, you know, somewhat, I don't know, they find it honorable in a sort of weird way or, you know, like they find it endearing and, you know, that is like their family. So I just think that the feeling I'm getting from it is that, both of them
0: are going to get another year. I think so. I always thought Chip was going to get another year, but um, I, after Bucky's comments yesterday, I kind of thought, yeah, this. I feel like this is their—it's that 49er way of putting information out there yeah. um, to to let you know. I mean, the fans will like revolt, but obviously <sighs> they don't. Obviously they don't care. Um, but I mean, what a mess! But then, and so obviously if. If Balky stays, Kaepernick's gone for sure. I mean, Kaepernick's gone for sure anyway, but there's I think there's the the, the bulky has gone. There's the slight chance he stays, but I think it's better for everybody. But I, I think it would be better for Balky to go somewhere else too. I mean I feel like there's so many fresh starts that need to happen with this team. Um I don't really even know where to begin. Um But I think uh we'll see, but I think yesterday kind of showed us that a little bit get used to it. He's probably not going anywhere. Yeah. So that will be
1: <laughs> Did you there's just a tweet right now that says Rob Gronkowski suffered what's believed to be a punctured lung. <gasps> He's gonna miss the game on Sunday.
0: Oh Jesus. That's really scary. <laughs> yeah. Yikes.
1: But only one game.
0: But only one game. My goodness. Well hopefully he will be okay. We'll hope for the best for Rob. Yeah. Um that does that does sound scary. Um and also I don't think it will matter. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom Brady's still playing, right? So, yeah. <laughs> that's what he meant. yeah.
1: The, uh, their running backs are going to run all over us, so be- be- us.
0: Belichick's still coaching <laughs> this game Yeah, I think it's going to be fine <laughs> um, But if they can compete That seems to be our mantra every week And this week it worked So it worked. let's you try know, it one more time Maybe. I was pleasantly
1: entertained by
0: that game <laughs> I, was, I was too I was nervous towards the end of the game I'm like, this isn't a feeling that I've had in a really long time um it was really pretty uh pretty amazing but yeah, but alas, it was not enough um you know, and I think I, you know I think what we saw from the defense is in the last minute fifty five seconds when they really needed to hold on, they could not, but they'd played so much better i couldn't even be i couldn't even be mad,
1: yeah yeah a hundred percent um you know and, and with Trent balky, who knows what's going to happen I know Tim Kawakami has. You know, he has a lot of good instincts on this, you know, mm-hmm. and it's sad because I don't want to be that, like, way. I don't want to be that negative, you know. But, you know, there are some instincts that he has had and, and he's been 100% right on it. I'm just seeing what I know of certain things. It's just the sense that I get is that... You know, they're going to try to really do this. I think that both of them are going to have to come to some sort of reality if they address it. Like, if he stays, they're going to have to address him. And he's going to have to address why he's doing certain things and why he's done it. And, um, uh, I you know, it'll be interesting, you know. it's Yeah, he's had a lot of bad drafts, but, you know, he's had some bad luck, too, with the injuries. And, you know, there was a mass, you know, exodus when all the – Players left all at once. Um, You know, you. I think there's. I think at the time when you know York said all those things, they really felt like that was their time. That was their window. That every everything was hitting on the all four cylinders. You know, Uh and I think that was their frustration. And um, I think they can offer a lot of excuses now. And it's true they can. I mean, we don't have Justin Smith. We don't have. You know. Gore. And maybe that is the fault <laughs> like if, of Trent, not to keep him. I still don't know why they didn't extend Gore for the rest of his life. Um, but, you know, idea. if I was the GM.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. If you were GM, if I was GM. But I think it's, you know, I think unfortunately, I think that Justin Smith, listen, I think Patrick Willis was retiring no matter who was the coach. Chris Borland was retiring no matter who was the coach. I agree. Ray McDonald was going to get in trouble again no matter – I mean, all that stuff was going to happen, whether it was Harbaugh, whether it was Tom Sula, it was, no matter what. I think the ones that hurt – Gore would have stayed if it was Harbaugh, and, it, and I think he would have been willing to take less money because they didn't have that much money at that point. They didn't have the cap money they have today. Um, so they may have, could have signed him like they could have done a one year one year that was less and whatever and i think Justin Smith pal- played because i just think Justin Smith was clear at the end of his career but when you he played a very tough position and it, i think you look at you look at yourself and your body and your life and then the season and who you're playing for etc and say i don't know that the risk in this particular situation you know does the reward and that man had quite the career so i think those are the ones that hurt but I do think you're right. If, if Trent Balky stays, then he's going to have to address why he does what he does. He's going to have to have a great draft. He's going to have to not draft anybody with an ACL tear. Um, and, he, and they're going to have to make a huge splash in free agency. Um, the only thing the 49ers have going for them in free agency is that they have a lot of money. And they are going to have to sign a couple players and pay them more than they want to. Um, yeah, because I just don't know what exactly. else they can do.
1: And that's a Trent thing. He, you know, I know everyone thinks Jed's cheap, but I think, I think Jed would let him if if Trent said, "I need this player, I need this player, and I need to go out and get him." I think uh, Jed would definitely give him the okay. And uh, we've seen it. We've seen them go out and get. It's just not. It's just not worked out the greatest, you know. It, when like they go out and get like Raji Bush or. You know,
0: it's not worked out. But. No, and the, and that's not, you know, Reggie Bush isn't a big... Yeah, I f- but I think I think the problem is it's like the 49ers are a day late and a dollar short. Reggie Bush, then they should have drafted him. You know, like they got him, like, towards the end of his career. Um, but I think, you know, I think we see, and I'm not educated enough on who the big free agents are this year and... Obviously, I should start keeping a. I should start doing some research on that um, yeah, because <laughs> that's that's where that's obviously going to be what we're looking at. But um, it'll be very uh, interesting to see. So we'll see how these next two weeks go. So it goes they have the Patriots, they have the Dolphins, they have the Bears, and they have the Jets. So that's the next four weeks of football. So we shall see how that goes. Um, yeah. And. I can just hope they can compete in all those games. I really, at this point, don't even, whether they win or not is irrelevant. Can they compete? Is there something that shows that the future of this team is not as bleak as it looks?
1: Our standards are lower. Yeah. I'm there, <laughs> do
0: you remember when we first started this podcast last year? Oh, we yeah. were like 8-8 yeah. eight and eight or 9-7. and seven, And they but, won that first game against the Vikings. And we were like, they are going to the playoffs. And now.
1: I mean, it's, it's been a reality check as yes. a fan because. I just, how fast they crumbled. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> so fast.
0: So, so very, very fast.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, I'm hoping, you know, in due time with some, you know, restructuring and, you know, like I said, making that, you know, a difference in free agency. I just don't know if they'll pull the trigger. And I think that's what will frustrate a lot of fans is if they don't. Like, they can have the greatest draft, but I, I, they, they need to build from every angle at this point. So I'm just hoping he'll pull the trigger, spend some money. I want, I, I want a wide receiver like I wanted last year. And I yes. still want, I still want that, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm saying a broken record, all the things I wanted last year. And um, I know Ian Williams was like one of those people that everyone thought, and he's a true nose tackle. And I was really excited when they drafted him out of Notre Dame. But he's he's just had devastating injuries, and we need somebody to fill that role. I mean, somebody that can double team and be there and be consistent. And um, we need to look at that position again. I mean, there's just nobody that's been able to fill that. So, um, I mean, I hope he gets better, but I, he's just too injury prone to really, you know, build around at this point. That's just how I feel. So, um,
0: I would agree. And with it's that.
1: sad. I like him. I like him a lot. I, you know, but he just got
0: hurt. <laughs> and that happens. It's a tough game. Yeah, that's the NFL. All right. Well, next week we will talk about the Patriots. Our little pre-Thanksgiving pod, um, and nice. and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, Steph, thank you as always for joining me. <laughs> Of
1: course, it's always fun.
0: Yes, it is, and we our will talk to pretty, group. our little. This is our support. It's a 49ers support group. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Go Niners! Go
1: Niners!